Hi everybody, welcome back to 30 Going On 40 podcast. This is a place where you grow old better and get wise faster. Uh, welcome to 30 Going On 40 podcast. Uh, tonight or today, wherever and whenever I'm listening to it, uh, we have here with me Vincent and Cherry and myself, and we're still continuing on on this uh, book. Thinking and Growish, and we will discuss about uh, to, uh, today's chapter, organized planning part two. Uh, again, thirty going on forty. This is the podcast where you get old better and get wise faster. Alright. Um, last week I think Carrie gave us some teaser. Uh, she went and gave us some some of the points that she wanted to to stand out to her. What what was it? Uh, she was saying that she went to the The, the three major, major causes, causes of failure, failures, uh, and how many of them are holding you back? Wants to start. Well, we can talk about the QQS rating. Since Vincent, you've been mentioning about the QQS rating. Oh. Uh, yeah, the quality and quantity and spirit in which it's rendered. Yeah, there was one portion of the chapter where it talked about this QQS formula. So Q, the first Q, it talks about quality of service. Where mm. if I just briefly mention, I read from the book the definition. It says shall be construed to mean the performance of every detail mm. in connection with your position in the most efficient manner possible, with the object of greater efficiency always in mind. So in a sense, quality equates to efficiency. Yeah. Then for the second Q, quantity of service. Shall be understood to mean the habit of rendering all the service of which you are capable, at all times, with the purpose of increasing the amount of service rendered, as greater skill is developed through practice and experience. Emphasis is again placed on the word habit. So here mm. it talks about building that habit of the service that you are capable of, and you know, as you increase that amount, uh, the skill is developed to a greater level. And the final letter, the final abbreviation of S, is spirit of service, which shall be construed to mean the habit of agreeable, harmonious conduct, which will induce cooperation from associates and fellow employees. So the gist of that and spirit of service is talking about that harmonious dynamic or harmonious chemistry between people that elevates the level of service that you are giving. Ah, so I think this one it. It sort of explained it, and for me, when I was reading this portion of、uh, this chapter, because this whole chapter talks about organized planning and everything, and how you deliver your personal skills and services,、mm-hmm. and、uh, the bottom line that I gathered from this, which I tried to reflect upon, was carrying that spirit of the service. Ah,、uh, and when you carry that, uh, we、uh, from a Christian background, we understand about humility, where it's, uh, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. In a sense, where I put weight or honor or value upon、uh, other people, and that's where you can actually bring across that spirit of harmony. So I think it's quite true because if you look at it, when when you carry that spirit or you you carry that、uh, character with you,、uh, naturally people、uh, are drawn to such、um, character or such、uh, um, spirit that you carry. I don't know if it makes sense. Uh, like、the harmony doesn't mean like、uh, you are easy to get along. It? it could、Is、be, but also you can、so、see another this, way, ah,、uh, where harmony does not necessarily mean mean where, you know, I'm likable. You can get along that sort of thing. If it is, that's of course an advantage. But I think harmony is like a well-oiled machine, or where things are smooth, where things just flow together. So even if it's not so much, you know, like, uh, of course, if it's on. On the positive side of of you know lightheartedness or in terms of spirit or heart and all, I think that that's of course, uh, beneficial to to us uh, as people as human beings ah,、uh. but um, I think it depends how you look at it lah. But I think in gen- general terms, you could say that lah. But I also see it where it just sort of things would flow together with the quality of service you are, cause you are meeting. Uh, a demand with a supply, ma. You are meeting、mm. somebody's problem with a service that you are providing, and of course, naturally, if it clicks, if it flows together, then you are, of course, uh, expanding or expanding something to be greater, lah. 
so quality means like to give uh, like a service of excellence, you know, right? Like uh, construed to the means of performance. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about quality, right? Often, like, uh, I can always think about like in designer, punya, uh, designers field, lah. Like, if we are asking for quality, like the price also, the price for that kind of service will be high as well. And I was thinking, like, in in Malaysia, lah, like, or maybe in our hometown, which is uh, KK particularly, like, people, people just wants things to be cheap, you know, affordable, like, okay. affordable, like okay. they don't really care about quality. Um, not to say not care, but not many people want quality. They just want it cheap, fast, and okay. Talking about, talking about price, I want to ask you guys like um, here's like there's there's different school of thoughts. For example, like um, you guys want, will you guys work for a low price, or will you guys work for a like will you guys mark your price really high? And I mean like like watching Shark Tank, right? Uh, some people, some of the 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 people who went in and pitched the idea, they will set the price really high then. Uh, the shark, the sharks will end up saying that you are being very greedy. But then at the same time, if you put the price too low, right? Uh, I'm, I'm getting to my point too. Uh, I think you lose the will to do it, or you lose the joy of doing it. So like, they, they usually for I, I don't know about website or event, but sometimes if you charge too low, you feel that you're doing a late. Uh, like you feel very demotivated in doing it and then you feel that you're being abused you know they keep on coming back at you how many reduce and all those things but then at the same time if you charge too high right is it like uh is it seen as being greedy you know is there is there like a where do you set your price like is it slightly higher or like or, or your desired price i don't know so. I would usually look at the like, uh, the market like how much they are willing to pay or my maybe like other designer lah, how much would they charge and then like set it like slightly higher or lower, depending lah, depending on the situation. I was asking this because I was thinking about branding, cause uh mm. I've been following like some other countries like brand designer and they can charge like really really high like few thousand US dollar just for giving people strategy and and not yet like starting with like you know drawing the logo and stuff like that so I was like thinking like wow. can we do that in Malaysia like just consult people and then charging few thousand like like them yeah. there is quality lah, but I'm not sure I don't know how to do that all. Like giving people like really good quality, but then people are not willing to pay that much here. Are their reputation? Is it more of like their past reputation? Is it like because they have a strong reputation? I I don't know. Like a new player goes into the town district, they set the price. I mean, like even for Vincent, like being an architect. Let's say you start your own firm, um, without any prior uh, projects you have ever done. Is it? Are you allowed to set the price really high? Will people even consider you consider the, the difference a bit is because um for my career scope it's under a professional body, so they have a certain set of professional fees that we can charge. Uh. But the challenge is yeah. of course finding clientele with similar mindset or the like what Carrie mentioned now, uh, whether they are willing to uh, put in the money because they understand the value that can be offered la. because I think maybe from where we are from uh, KK Sabah is a small city or a big town in a sense and I think over the years the the social atmosphere of our or you can call it the social economic atmosphere of our town uh, it's very uh, we undervalue ourselves uh. Uh, like there's a tendency for maybe or it's maybe me uh, or a few of us who have that mindset so sometimes where we want to deliver a service and then you have maybe you can attribute to like low self-esteem or we don't really 
market our personal skills or services or value ourselves with that quality. Uh. So when we charge people for a certain service or business deal, then it, we tend to like uh, very sure. fake humility in the sense of like, oh, I just charge you like this, like this, or maybe like we talked about uh, KK in the previous episodes, a very laid back sort of setting or like very friendly. It's always about who you know. And because of all these networks, you tend to sort of build a, a sort of environment where it's, where the value is being lowered in a sense. Huh? So it is a challenge and a struggle also. Because like Carrie said, it's a triangle. Man. You want a good design, fairly good design, but you want it at a affordable price. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, the clients or the people who make up the customers, uh, they may not, I mean, I'm talking in terms of design, uh, they may not mm. really have an eye or or have a same mindset when it comes to the design. Uh. So the delivery, equating to the value that we can give uh, will be a very big and big margin uh, of difference. Uh. But, but I, my, my thinking is something of my thinking has changed when it comes to pricing. There's two thoughts. Uh, one is, I think it is, we have made a mistake. I, I think that, I, please correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of times we charge based on how much effort we put in it, but instead we should start charging based on how much value is it giving to that client, you know? Uh, because for example, uh, if Cherry uh, designed uh, a brochure, definitely, let's say me and her individually, she would design one, I would design one. Uh, it will take her half an hour to design the brochure, but for me to design maybe as close to her quality, it will take me eight, eight hours. Uh, just because she used half an hour, uh, should she charge based on her time or should she charge based on the price, uh, the, the, the value that she's giving? So I will, I will say go for the latter. So like for example, if I, Vincent, Vincent touched on something that's very important, is that a lot of times you charge very low uh, it's because of low, low self-esteem or low confidence, or we're not very, we don't feel very competent with our skills. So that's why we don't dare, and then we are like begging for an opportunity. But then we also don't want to charge uh, extraordinary high because we don't want to, we we don't want to take value away from the company or the client. We want to give them value. So I think like it's okay to charge uh, an amount that you are happy about. But then at the same time, do it is not free money means that uh, you have to put in the you have to put in the, the quality. Uh, uh, I, I was I'm calling this book uh, the signs of getting rich. I think one one of the things that uh Walter Wallace D. Walter said, he says that uh, take in cash value, uh, give in use value more than what you receive in cash value. So do you want if you want to charge people, let's say a project 10k, you can, but you have to give them more than a value of 10k. So that's something I'm thinking about. Yeah, it makes sense, you know. And that means that you can always demand, but the value that you give back, you always have to outgive. So I I'm wondering, is this part of the QS uh, QQS where it talks about quality? You need to give uh, in the most efficient manner possible with your object. Uh, of the greater efficiency in mind. Is it is it is that what it means? I am not sure Vincent because like I it's been a time for listeners you can see that I, I don't really understand this QQS. Uh, I'm so sorry but I, I have Vincent around because I think this chapter is this this section of this chapter talks to uh, talks to him a lot. And I was thinking about Andrew Carnegie says that the person may have a great quality the person may have an efficiency in his quality, uh, a great how great a quality, but unless he has the he works in the spirit of harmony, spirit of harmony, uh the uh, Andrew Carnegie will not retain that man. So I think that's something that speaks to me a lot. Like we need to uh adequacy of quality and quantity of service is not sufficient to maintain a per a permanent market for your service to conduct or the spirit in which you deliver your service or how you deliver yourself. So I want to ask you guys, uh, both of you, this question. Uh, are you a harmonious, do you conduct yourself in a harmonious conduct when you work 
or in the past. I, I don't think I'm a very harmonious person. Uh, uh, are you a person that is agreeable? <laughs> so I think that's something that I listened to and I was basically I was reading the book and listening to the audio book. Like uh, Andrew Carnegie always uh, reward those who agree. So are you guys uh, do you see yourself like a, a, a I think listen to me, uh, I think you're quite a harmonious and an agreeable person. I think Kerry is more towards me, uh, like not very agreeable, but but please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, like uh... <laughs> Oh, uh, for me, uh, I I don't know, like, uh, for example, in my company, when I design something, and then I think that my way is right, lah, but I will still ask the boss, this is what I think is going to be good lah, for the customer. But if you have any idea, other idea, I will still follow. Lah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, the context... Almost similar but different is when example in the workplace. I think when I first started off in my twenties, uh, um mid twenties. Mm. And uh at the beginning it was uh you can say a bit like a yes man or very agreeable to what the boss or the work demands are. So it'll be everything like, Oh, okay, yeah, I'll do this, yes, I'll do this, I'll do that, uh, I'll follow what you say, you know. And it that was now is my ninth year of working. I'm thirty plus now, thirty three this year. So nine years of you know all of this are uh, and it, it sort of links because you talk about quality maybe at the starting and even right now I'm still learning the quality is still growing it's maturing, but quantity because nine years of doing something uh nine years of you know that constant so called habit of training of your skill or or personal uh service, and it comes to a point where because. This, it has been a period of time where there's you you talk about that keyword agree agreeable, so that agreement in doing work uh, creates that spirit of harmony per se. There's a repertoire that is being built uh, to a point or stage where you can actually not so much say you are on agreeable terms, but you leverage yourself to be able to to negotiate or wrestle uh, within agreement. Uh. I give an example, uh, like for previous years, you know, it will be always, let's say my example, my boss would say, oh, Vincent, you do this, you do the design like that, like that, like that. And like Carrie, maybe like me also, I'll think, eh, no, uh, I, I studied this way, you know, it should be this, this way is better. I know this way, but I'm still fresh. I'm still new. My boss, of course, has more experience than me. So I agree. Uh, I just agree to what he wants first. Uh. Then it comes to this, you know, many years later of the habitual developing of skills and you maybe have a little bit more experience already. Your skills are have grown a little bit, and it comes to a point where you've built that repertoire with with boss. Because the the book also mentioned uh, about spirit of harmony. Uh, is where there is partnership between associates, employees, and employers. Uh. So it's no longer a hierarchy of the the boss and employee, but you are in partnership already. So it comes to the table where we have a design and we discuss. Then the boss actually appreciates the, not to say disagreement. But within his his value of him saying certain things, you know, I think the design should be like this. Uh, what do you think? So it's not so much of, hey, Vincent, you do this, like that, that, but it'll be more of like, hey, I think we should do it like this. And then, Vincent, what do you think? Or like, is there something that, you know, you can do to make it better? So I think it comes hand in hand. And I, I don't know if it makes sense it makes or it's sort of... Uh, okay, we, all three of us are talking from a point of view. Oh, I, I was thinking about something there. Because Vincent, you keep on mentioned you mentioned a few times nine years. Uh, yesterday we had a staff meeting over four hundred people meeting up virtually. It was like the uh, employee appreciation, global employee appreciation uh, meeting. So they start giving out awards like five years, uh, five years, uh, five years working with the company, then ten years working for the company, then fifteen years working for the company, and then accumulated. Uh, those loyalty kind, they call it like a loyal employees, add up to five hundred years, you know. They all those who are so. My question to you is: Do you <laughs> do you, do you get any award for like your five years? <laughs> your I tell you this lah. This this can be on record. I don't think people that I know in my workplace will listen to this. If you do, I'm so sorry, but. I'll say uh, I wouldn't want to work all my life giving to, to this. It's a good company, but I think my value can be elsewhere. Uh. We had an employee who worked for over 40 years. And in the midst of the pandemic, when he retired, they did a farewell party, gave him a watch, and that's it. 
Bye-bye. <laughs> 40 uh, years of his life dedicated, you know, to, to the uh, uh, good office. But, uh, but, but is it like, it's, it's his dream job, could it be? Like for some people, they are easily content, so like that's their dream job. Could be like, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, sorry. But, but I get your point. Uh, I understand what you're trying to say. Um, so talking about this agreeable, we were, we were talking about, three of us were talking about working under somebody, but three of us, we also had people working for us in the past. Do you find people who are agreeable very important to your team? Like for me, it seems like people, <laughs> I tend to keep people who are very agreeable to my side and, and some people learn to disagree with me privately. So they will be like, oh, Kevin, uh, this one, if you do this, this will be like that, what do you think? But then they, 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 how do you say, how do you say, they portray this kind of a spirit of harmony, especially in the group. And in that, to me, I value that. Because I don't want to surround myself with yes men, but it seems to me that I'm not Andrew Carnegie, but mm. even I also value the 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 value of hum, the spirit of harmony and agreeable. I uh, mean, men being agreeable. Do you think that's something that? <laughs> I think it it, it makes the yeah. it makes it helps you in leading like you wouldn't like be worried so much in like you know like dealing with some like uh people who you know um who often disagree or something like that yeah it gives a hard time with people like whatever that you do uh they they also challenge and ch- challenge you publicly and like, it's not that we, we don't like we, we i think as leaders we do want people to tell us where the blind spot is but is the, the manner that they, they do and how, how does it? Mm. For me, the, 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 the unique and how, like coming together, uh, because like, even as we have a church, right, and the Bible also says like two or three are gathered in my name, but some translations put two or three agrees in my name. Uh. So I think uh, there's, there's this, I mean, I'm, I'm twisting the Bible a little bit, I'm, I'm sorry. But it's like this, this spirit of agreement is something that's very powerful. So that's how I see it. Vincent, you anything to add? I think it's true. Um, I remember... Go, go for it, go for it, go When you asked me, when you asked about like, am I like... Uh, person who is very agreeable I remember like in my previous work like I had like like experience when uh, where I was not agreeing uh, with my boss and that didn't get me <laughs> to a good place so I think that taught me a big lesson <laughs> yeah I, I'm also quite stubborn I, I think that the there's, there's good qualities in there. I wouldn't see it as a negative. So I think that is something. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, like, it will be a sad thing because I'm speaking to two, two of you. Some of you guys are uh, artists also. You guys are creative people. Uh, and sometimes corporate work can can cause you to kill yourself in, in terms of identity. You know, it's like uh, graphic designer no longer design good art, they basically just design whatever the boss wants and then they just live to get the salary then I think for architects as well, like I, I suppose they come out with a they, they came out graduating with a lot of aspiration, a lot of dreams. But once they went into the proper world it's like uh, just give me a square and I'll draw it and whatever that you want. Okay. Uh, there's there's no problem solving, there's no so I think sometimes being a little bit stubborn it's there's a value in that. Uh, so that's why I like that's that's something that I like. Right. Uh, yeah. the yeah, uh, just okay. just to add on before you go to the thirty major failures, uh, <laughs> the, the just to add is the when you talk about the agreement part, I think like we all mentioned about sometimes being stubborn or there are certain parts where we want to disagree, but I think it uh comes to a point in it takes maybe some experience or maybe uh mm. that that period of agreeing first, where you can come to a level of uh harmoniously disagreeing. Uh, 
So you can bring to the table, this is uh, what I think and uh, what I could actually deliver that is, is in the disagreement to whatever that is being said lah, on the table. Because of what I mentioned about my own experience at work, uh, that, that, that can happen. Lah. But again, it takes it takes a while. Lah. And uh, in a world where everything needs, you know, people are well, living life on the fast day. We want things quick, we want things fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a bit of patience uh, and a bit of uh, perseverance because I've I've met some friends and people where like oh hi nice to meet you and all uh, oh this is my you know senior colleague in the office they've worked here for three years I'm like oh wow <laughs> then what am I <laughs> so I mean not to to elevate myself but it, it mm-hmm. takes but but I agree with Kelvin also because there's a disadvantage at times uh, where not, not every corporate is like that. Uh. There are some mm. good companies where they really value problem solving, creating an impact and all. But the one that I'm in, uh, it is a good office again, as I say. But I think it is uh, probably it needs to adapt or it needs to grow or mature in a, in a new way. Because like, like you said, uh, when I graduated, you know, I, I feel that I could design uh, back then at least with a little bit more flair or a little bit more creative in ideas and whatnot but now if you were to ask me to design it's very uh fixed into a box already la. yeah so yeah but anyhow <laughs> la, we can learn from the, these major failures of uh leadership la. yeah i think i think we can learn from the politician also like you look at the u.s u.s politicians right uh, this new president is like I'm for this, I'm for that. He doesn't even disagree with people, but he just signs, signs things away, you know. Whatever that people don't like, he just signs away. So the power of the pen, uh, that means that they don't show disagreement verbally, but he's like smiling. He's like I'm for all American, and then he starts signing things where, for example, I, I have an issue with that way. Now guys, trans, uh, transgender men can compete in girls' sport. I think that is a very, very disadvantaged thing for for women, you know. Uh, there was this case of this transgender man who became a woman. He, he fought in the final round uh, in the MMA mixed martial art with a woman and he basically destroyed the woman and destroyed her skull, you know, uh, because it is so disadvantageous. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point is, <laughs> the lesson that we can learn from is sometimes you can outward, you can in your body language and all that, you can seem to be very agreeable. Uh, but like politicians, they do work through a, a back door or a different way, and where they just sign things away. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, not going to go too much towards that, or as people say that I my political view. Right. The 13 major causes of failure, how many of these are holding you back? Uh, unfavorable already. Uh, heredity background. I don't think three of us have. Uh, that means that we are not born unsuccess. We don't born into a very poor family. We born with uh, having the basic essentials and, uh, and a little bit more. Lack of. Well, please stop me if you guys saw you guys that yes, that's one something that I want to talk about. Lack of number two. Lack of a well-defined purpose in life. I think that's something that most people today. Uh, that's their problem, you know. That's our problem. That there is part of the major cause of failure is mm. is uh not having an aim, you know, or aim too small. But worse than not aiming too small, it's just they don't know what to do in their life. So I think that's something that uh I think that is definitely. He says that ninety eight out of every hundred of those I've analyzed have no such thing. Perhaps this was their failure. Mm. So the question is, do you guys have, <laughs> uh, this I'm putting you guys on the hotspot, do you guys have a well-defined purpose in life? <laughs> I think for me, I uh, I wouldn't say well-defined, but at least I... I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> there's a plan, it's not a clear plan, but there's a plan. Uh. I think if, if you just talk about in general terms, my purpose I think is uh, in holistic terms, uh, it pertains to very few areas uh, uh, it talks about giving value to people presenting the kingdom values uh, because I'm Christian we serve a God uh, that we know uh, has died for us and you know loves people 
So for me, my purpose one would be that lah, to to bring across that to people around me lah. That is one, and how I do that, I think it translates to what I do lah. Uh, be it through something to deal with creative, uh, creative arts. Uh, be it architecture or be it through businesses, and also another one, uh, community and environment which can be interlinked lah. So very very simple, simply put lah, <laughs> it can be. In terms of creating, uh, in terms of community, and in terms of environment, uh, other than, uh, serving in a church or kingdom kingdom setting, uh, kingdom of God setting, uh, do, do, you, do you think? Do you think like um? Because you're you're very specific. Do you think like uh, having a very specific purpose helps? You know, sometimes a lot of people have, I want to become educated, or <laughs> I want to become rich. Like like there there is no. There's no well defined what this you 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 mentioned this, uh, so do you think that plays a role, like hearing from you, like you say, one this. I think it's it it will help a lot if you have a well defined purpose because from the very beginning of this book that we've been reading, it talks about desire and passion. Ah,、uh, so when you have something that you're very confident and very secure in. You are very driven to towards that. Like if someone says, "I want to be the number one in the world," and you know, with the right、number、resources, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, ah, then he he will be very driven to. And I think, uh, if someone who who strong enough, uh, desire and with the right people, that it is possible for that person to achieve their dream or purpose, ah. So for for another side of it is, um, I don't know if it's right or wrong, also, but but the willingness to. Unchange your plans, or the willingness to allow flexibility. That along the way, you know, because sometimes a lot of us we have huge purposes. Like you know, I want to change the world. I want to get rid of it. And they're not wrong. They are great dreams, great purposes. But sometimes because of seeing too big, ideal,、uh, idealistically, we miss out on the opportunity to serve that very purpose on, which is could be right in front of your eyes. Ah.、Uh. So, for example, if it, like you know, I want the whole world to have no more global warming. You know, that's a huge purpose that I want to achieve. But it can be as simple as you know, I just hope that, uh, my local town beach would be clean. So you know, I put that into to action, and you know, from that purpose, it will grow. And along the way, you will discover. I think it is uh moldable, and it can be evolved ah、uh, along the way lah. So as, as much as you know, you have a well defined purpose. I think it is not so fixated to a, to a thin, narrow tunnel vision sort of purpose. Mm, mm, But mm, if it is a general,、sure. well-defined general purpose that you know can be molded along the way, I think that that would help, lah.、Mm. How about Cherry? Do you have a well-defined purpose in life? Uh, not really. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like um. I mean, it changed over the years, lah. Like,、mm. uh, when I was a youth, like you know, being passionate for God and wanting to reach child and stuff like that. And until today, uh, it it it's always changing, lah. Like, uh, I even thought about like, oh, I want to go to the kampung and you know, give like like give some education. Not education. I mean, like to help, lah. Help some of the kampung people and you know, studies and stuff like that. Yeah.、Mm. I I think like okay my turn up to be fair I just to share like I realized that um uh to me I feel that I I my purpose is not well defined enough but I I I think back when I got my diploma I just told myself you know what I want to solve a problem uh with the youth ministry because our previous youth leader、uh, has left to the states to study so there was a big hole. I'm not seeing. I I don't. I never thought that I was. I am the right replacement, but it's just that I want to do something about it. So, I realized that looking back, it was a clear thing.、Uh, I don't know how to fix it directly, but I know that there's something that I want to see, and I think that that kind of spirit got me to. Ah,、uh, of course, it it did not. It did not turn out exactly how I picture when I was twenty or twenty one years old. Ah,、uh, some things. Ah,、uh, it did not, it did not went my way. But there's a lot of things that go beyond my expectation.、And、I think that sometimes having that, my understanding of of having a goal to aim, is something that's 
as if, yeah. if it's as clear as possible, it will help, you know. For example, like as I said, this podcast, we at least we want to do until episode 100. So when we think like that, by this year, we want to do until 100, we will start thinking about all these things, you know. So that, yeah, go for it. Ah, I have a question for you. When uh, yeah. you say that time you wanted to solve a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, during that time, did you feel like you're the right person to do that? No. no. Do you feel... Uh, Okay. Honestly, I, I, for me personally, I feel that you're the right person, lah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But but for you personally, do you feel you're the right person that time? I I feel insecure. Uh, uh-huh. especially earlier on, I do feel I, I do have some a few people. I think thank God for people like Emmanuel. Emmanuel is one of them who stood by me, and then of course there's always my sister who has no choice. Uh, but <laughs> um, there are people who don't think that I'm I'm suitable, but. I can honestly oh. tell you the insight I do. Uh, is it auto suggestion? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, uh, I I'm the man. I'm the man for the job. I don't care what people think. Oh. I, I cannot feel in. I, I know I'm well aware that I cannot feel in uh, the, the, the previous leadership because I'm just, I don't think I'm that kind of intellectual person where people ask you one question, you will say like, uh, yes and no. Hmm, like, like she always <laughs> and, then, and and I, okay I, I tell you how do I feel I feel like I am like the Daniel Daniel Craig the James Bond you know all this while you have all these sexy James Bond right like Pierce Brosnan Sean Connery Roger Moore then suddenly when it comes to uh, Daniel Craig right people ask him like uh, in the in the novel it always says that martini what, uh, shake and not stir is it uh, and he's like when it comes to Daniel Craig, he basically just give me the damn martini. <laughs> so it's like he's just he's so uh like basically the previous James Bond is very sexy, very manly. But you can see Daniel Craig basically he just punched through the wall. It's just like the guy on my back. He's like the, the hawk. He doesn't represent any of the characteristic of the three uh previous previous uh, four previous James Bond jokes. Uh in my mind. I don't think I'm the person for the job. I to be honest, but deep inside I also believe that I can do it. I think I think both of you also oh. have that kind of idea also. Uh I think one of the reasons why I, I I could be wrong, please correct me. When Kerry took over uh from me, I think Kerry may struggle with insecurity, but then at the same yeah. time, she knows that she, she knows that she's <laughs> the person for the job because there's someone else. I think <laughs> yeah, because like I'm asking you this, because like for me, like during that time, I, I keep feeling like I'm not the right person. Like yeah, I uh, cannot I cannot be like Kelly. Like uh, yeah, I, I kept feeling that I'm not the right person. But and, and yeah, <laughs> people, people tell that to my face also. You're not so so so. But, um, but now looking back, I'm pleased, and I look at both of you. There's a lot of things that you guys can do. I cannot do. So, but my point is like, even like this year, me and my wife, when we set resolution or that, we realized that it's so important to set a specific. So that's why I like about what Carrie did, where Carrie says, uh, she put that amount, okay? I don't want to tell what, what's the amount. Please listen to the previous episode. So like she says that I want to aim this amount and then how do I get it? You know, there's something that I think that you, you, it's a well-defined thing. And how do you do it? Like Ray Dalio says, I said this a lot, like you can have, anything you want in your life but you cannot have everything at the same time so it's that we can only pick a few things so in my this year my resolution podcast is one of the three things that i want to achieve in my life you know uh, one is a uh, finance uh, finance for my family and the other one is definitely the church the church that i'm very passionate about uh, so another thing is the podcast i want to get to 100 episodes and i really want to help myself and four of you and I hope that both of you help me as well. Uh, we help, this mastermind will help us to go to another level. But then the specific thing, specific really, really does help. So um, uh, so that's something that I don't know, feel free to add. Uh, if not, then I'll read on. It's just a lack of ambition aim or uh, lack of ambition to aim above mediocrity. I think that's true. Uh, we can talk for it for hours on that one. Insufficient education. Mm, yeah, I know. I think it's like a specialized knowledge, am I right? It's like, uh, yeah. His, his thought is a little bit different from Robert Kiyosaki, right? But then 
Robert Kiyosaki says that we should put that you should be a generalist, but then I feel that even being a generalist, you should be the go-to guy or go-to girl for mm. what, you know? And then that what should be something that is very valuable. And I sometimes, I, I don't want to use Andy, but I quite admire what Vincent has. is that he's an architecture. So it's like people can run to him for this drawing. You know? But if I don't have, so I have to educate myself, you know? And then Kerry is like, one academy, come on, it's the best in, in Malaysia, you know. Uh-huh. So I think that's something that's very important. Uh. Lack of self-discipline, uh, duty as charged. Do you guys have Same something? Here. <laughs> this is the one that oh. stood out the most for me. <laughs> I like it says, if you do not yeah. conquer self, you'll be conquered by self. <laughs> but, but maybe listeners don't know, but I think one of the ways that we improve our, our self-discipline is we set goals together and we get people to pay one another. I think that helps <laughs> it. Uh, I owe uh, a lot of money now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kerry okay, got a game. Uh, uh, that's good. You help. Okay, I don't think we have that yet. Uh, we, we won't have that. And then, and then. Uh, unfavorable environment. <laughs> influence un- unfavorable environmental influence and during childhood. I think that's not, yeah, it's true, but I don't see that as a setback. I know that we use, I think, I don't know, sometimes, uh, like what I shared yesterday during our vision, I, I rather people start and, and start slowly, but they initiate something that like, look at me, my life is really bad, my environment, yeah, I got poor childhood, you know, uh, yeah, that does, that does give you a disadvantage, for example, if you are, I think none of us, really went overseas to study. I mean, perhaps me, I went to the UK for uh, for nine months, but then we are a little bit different from those who went over to private universities overseas where they go to Australia and, or go to the United States or go to UK. It's, let's face it, it is already, uh, you guys think that it's already a little bit unfair, you know, they, they do have some advantage. But I think like sometimes, uh, People use that to be an excuse for why they cannot succeed. Do you think that that's the case? Because that's something that I feel when I talk to, talk to young people, when I talk to our, our community, sometimes they do say these kind of things, you know, like, oh, because I don't have, I, I do not come from a rich family, so I don't have this. But I, I notice that doesn't, I notice, uh, especially when I talk to Kerry, I don't think Kerry has that kind of attitude, you know, uh, like, oh, I only this, uh, like that, uh, my situation is like that. And I, I don't know, I think that that's something that I admire her father. Her father is someone who is just constantly figuring ways out. Like, there's no excuses one, you know. Uh, so, like, this, we had conversations and talking about that her father is selling this, then her father is doing a car work, then her father bought property to rent out to students. Like, this, this guy is a go-getter. And, like, and my, my dad personally told me, like, these kind of people you really need to respect. I said, I do, I do, I do respect these kind of people. It's like they don't put, they don't use unfavorable environment uh, influence. Of course, uh, death is not childhood, but then they don't put that as an excuse for not trying. Uh, I, I know that I'm out of topic a bit, but is this something that you guys see as a problem? I think that that's something that people do use that. And being in Sabah is definitely a disadvantage, but then you still see a lot of people doing well, you know, yeah, I agree with what you say. Yeah. Yeah. I think for some people like that, I think, uh, yeah, the environment, everyone is in pretty much a similar environment, but somehow maybe because of certain mindsets or certain exposures, I think that gave the advantage uh, for them to leverage well. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, negative personality, yeah. Uh, I have to improve on that. Oh, you, you skipped yes, 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 yes. Uh, procrastination, duty as charge, lack of persistence. We're going to talk about that uh, in the chapters to come. Uh, negative personality, I think that's true. Uh, lack of control, sexual urge. Uh, I don't know if we <laughs> talk about it in this, uh, but I think it, it's something, uh, it's definitely something. Uncontrolled mm. desire for something for one thing. What does that mean, Alita? Or, or, or Kelly? I think it's that? A, the risk taking. Uh, it says there about the explanation. The gambling instinct drives millions of people to failure. So I think it's the that that 
you know, a controlled desire for something for nothing. I mean, like, uh, what a huge gains out of, uh, out of nothing. Oh. Without so putting a, huge a effort, lot. Uh, like gambling, uh, the, in a sense. Uh. So you don't need to work hard for it. You just like put in and then get oh, the money. Okay. Yeah, I think we, uh, uh, the keyword there being uncontrolled, la. Yeah. Uh, okay, talking about gambling, uh, Um, are you guys? Do you guys have formal? You know, for example, everyone is buying Bitcoin, then you start jumping in because everyone is buying. Or now, like the Wall Street bet, where everyone is buying GameStop shares. Do you also feel the need to jump in? I don't think I'm like that now but i used to you know i don't want to miss out i don't want to miss the train uh, the, the the i don't want to miss out on the opportunity but do you guys see yourself there i'm thinking about for my own self uh is i don't know if it's fear of missing out or not because by the time it happens it already feels like i i've passed the i've missed the train uh, in a sense uh, i missed the bus of opportunity but i think part of me if i reflect i think it's more of I don't know if you should call it regrets or but but there is that still I still have that feeling that sometimes like oh yeah, I, I missed out or on that and then I'm gonna wait for the next opportunity again and to make sure that I can don't miss out because when when the bandwagon is it's there I, I it's already too late for me. <laughs> so yeah. it ends up me, you know, just waiting again, like uh, looking forward again for the next opportunity. Yeah. Because my brother, I think these few days he has been talking about this uh, Wall Street bet, uh, about this uh, GameStop, and then they were shooting it out from uh, what, $4 all the way to 300 bucks, you know, uh, to, no, $4 last year, then 20 bucks, then 20 bucks to 300 but I, I saw someone said this, that there would be always be opportunity. You just have to look out for it. It's like sometimes you have this idea of like, that's something that my brother reminded me because there was a time where Cellcom was offering like 10 gig data for 84 ringgit and then only for this month. And then I, I did not sign up because I was still part of DJ content. But my brother asked me this question. He just said, do you think that after this, there will no longer be any more opportunity? So basically, we really have to be very careful. You know? opportunities is always there. Uh, because I was thinking about SolarVest right now that the share share price went up all the way to two ringgit seventy cents. That's like nine times, you know, nine times since it came out. And, and that's a lot of <laughs> yeah, we think got a lot wow. of uh, let's say and, and a lot of people earn a lot of money, you know, during these few months. But then uh need to remind ourselves to not Point to this is gambling if you don't really know what you're investing in, you know. So that's something that we uh it talks about. I hope it helps. I agree um, to that. Okay. Uh, and I think that yeah. keyword still that one uh, the uncontrolled uh, in, in the sense. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, lack of well defined power decision. Uh, please stop me right uh, if you say one or more of six basic fees. I think that will cover on the future uh, chapters. Uh wrong selection of a mate in marriage over cautious i think that's something that uh that is why we miss out <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's not because of a trend because they're already cautious uh, wrong se selection of associate in business superstitious uh and prejudice wrong selection of a vocation uh yes it's true uh and listeners we do plan a church right now and none of us are full-time pastors because we know that that's a very important vocation that not everyone can do and we are in a very comfortable position now that we can still minister and still have a full-time job. So think carefully if you, whatever vocation that you're jumping in, check your concentration of effort. Yep. Check of all trades seldom is good at ending. Okay, that's my problem. Uh, the habit of, in, I think none of you guys got that habit, you guys are very focused. Uh, the habit of yeah. indiscret, the jack of all trades. You guys are very focused, right? You guys are experts of few things. Lack of enthusiasm, intolerance, in temperaments, uh, the, uh, inability to cooperate with others. I think I do struggle with this in some ways. Uh, so I want to stop this uh, 25 for a while. Um, I think there's like, my... is there like certain people that, like certain types of people that, you know? You can't cooperate. Like for me, I've got like some, I, I do, some I do, people. I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. For me, I, 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 I could be thinking too highly of myself and I could be la. But I, I try to, I, I know there are types of people also that I struggle to work with. I, I've had experience working with them. But I think the wonderful thing about uh, leadership, not just uh, for church, but in various industries, uh, uh, it, it adds flavor to your leadership uh, when you, the capacity of your leadership on how to, how, how can I cooperate or work with a person like this uh, who does not match, you can call it from personality wise or value wise and all, but how to tackle them. And it, sometimes it may not be us. Uh, it could be finding someone to tackle them uh, under your your, your hmm. guise of leadership. Uh. I, I think I, I, I do have, and I'm learning to, I think, okay, that's my view. I don't think, I don't think we're meant to work well with everybody. That's something that I think, uh, that's the reality. Uh, I was watching this uh, Undercover Billionaire season two, Grant Cardone. Uh, he was looking for a house because he only got one, I think he only got 1,000 right now. And then he's looking for a house for his family and him to stay uh, in a small land, uh, in a small city of Pablo. So he's asking, is there a house made here? And then the, uh, the, the, the owner says, yeah, there is. He says, I'm not very good with people. <laughs> if you stay with me a few days, uh, if they stay with me a few days, they wouldn't like me. So it's like, she's aware. I think that the key is self-awareness is very important. And at the same time, I think sometimes, uh, okay, not, not so much not getting along, but sometimes if if we are always okay, right, it's, it's, it's because we are not trying to create an impact. I, I'm saying that, like, let's say as a team player, like, okay, uh, Kerry is a designer, you know, uh, but there's a crappy person who always criticizes the design and then always force the team to make wrong decisions, but no one wants to tackle that person. Uh, so, uh, of course, Carrie will not like that person, but then how she tackles with it, I think it makes a lot of sense. And sometimes you really need to get rid of the person. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't work well with a lot of people. I think there's certain, if you see me working well with certain people, uh, this is what my, my wife told me. Uh, a part of your soul die already on uh, you're just following <laughs> the system, you know. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> true. Uh, in, in, true. My, in my company and all that, I'm quite like, I'm quite surprisingly in my company I, I get along with like, people really well. It's because I don't really rock your boat, you know. Oh, you want this? Okay. You want you want to print it wrongly? Okay. Uh, this is a bad idea. No, just do it, Kevin. Okay, I'll do it like <laughs> But I, I think it's a place sometimes you really have to do it because I, I think sometimes it, it's integrity, you know. You, you need to keep to your, not, not integrity just for the company, but for yourself. It's like, do I want to put out crappy work? You know, that's the frustration. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Yep. Daily struggle. <laughs> mm. I think no, I agree with you. Because like, yeah, I think about also like, uh, now not so much uh, maybe because nine years you are like senior senior <laughs> <laughs> but I think in the beginning like there were some people tough to work with uh, but in my own way of uh, inter- uh, interacting with them I think that turned out alright uh. but I think back in uni also like we had one fella that in our group in our, in our studio works there was one fella who was he, he he's a foreigner uh, and He's very lazy. He doesn't do the group work, never show up for meetings. I think we all have experience with people like that. And then there's, can you imagine he is so lazy to the point that uh, he asked me, uh, he always calls me like, hey, Vincent, Vincent, like that sort of thing. Uh. And he asked me like, can I, can he borrow, I mean, take a look at my drawings. Can I pass him a drawing? So I said, uh, I think he wants to just copy mine because in our project, aside, everything he followed mine and then, so I gave him a very early version of my drawings. Uh. True <laughs> enough, right? On the final submission day, uh, is my drawing exactly the same? He just invert from black, white, become white, black, <laughs> sort of thing. And then he just changed the buildings. Exactly the same. Uh, and the lecturer knows that it was my design. So he felt him uh, on the spot. Uh. But this guy, you know, is like, he, he can approach me like that because I'm friends with him. I'm friendly. You know, I'm not the type of guy who like... Hey, you uh, handle him very well. Yeah, and it came to a point even after graduation until today, you know, he's a friend on Facebook but we don't interact. <laughs> but but uh, part of you, like you say, like, part of your soul dies, right? It can be quite uh, draining in a sense. Uh, so I agree also. Yeah. Because that's my attitude. 
I don't know is it good like in my previous company is there's no ambition just whatever that you ask me to do it's a very bad attitude but then that's why I'm like how do you die you know so, so sometimes I think that to be particular especially like Kerry is a designer you, you just need to manage that kind of frustration and then how do you able to persuade that person and then I think especially graphic designers like sometimes they want to design things for clients but they really don't want to put their signature there because they know that it's a piece of crap but they just get the money and then they go <laughs> so yeah I think there was a quote, I can't remember where I saw it, but uh, it said like, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, like, I can make myself likable, but you don't necessarily need to like me. Uh. Is it, that's the term. Uh. I don't know. Well, I was just thinking about this, like, inability to cooperate with others. Uh, maybe in the sense of so, like, uh, it doesn't mean that cooperate on, on like, you know, where on good harmonious and all that, of, uh, although the point earlier talks about spirit of harmony, uh, but it's more of like, the, the respect la, that because of the job or the task at hand la, I can still am willing to cooperate la, even even like maybe on disagreement or whatever but there's still humility enough to the mm. ability la, to cooperate and get the job done la, mm. that could be needed la. yeah but anyway yeah. there's a position of power that was not acquired through the self-effort uh, I guess that's the story um, I, I, let me say this story before we end up and then we will, we will listen to us on the next chapter yes, this, is, this is something that I, I don't know whether listeners enjoy but I do enjoy talking to them uh, both of you uh, I went to visit a very big factory I said this story before and then I saw this young guy this young guy is around 28 years old um, very very good looking yeah? and he's the it is the assistant managing director, you know, he's the second in command in a big company of 2,000 people. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this guy. And then he's talking to our lecturer because I, I bring, uh, not I bring, I basically, I'm the guy in the marketing side and then also uh, doing all this communication. And then we came with two other uh, lecturers, head, head of department. So we got two PhD holders where they're in charge of different schools. One is in charge of the engineering school, then the other one is in charge of the school of computing. So they, when the, when the, when the young man, right, 28 years old, wow, really, really like, got muscle and all those things. And I'm like, wow, I was telling my wife, oh, this guy, any girl also want him, like, so much power, you know? And <laughs> after they, you talk to him, right, then he, he talks to the, all these prof, uh, this professor, he's like, yeah, I also want to get my PhD. I was in the UK back then. And now I just started my PhD for two years. I aim to get my PhD before I'm 30. And that, wow, you're the deputy managing director of this big company. And after that, you got so much power. And then now you're also getting your PhD. Wow. And then when we get out there, I said, wow, this guy is very, very, very successful. He says, yeah, this guy is the boss. Huh? I said, che. <laughs> So, so it gives a different notion is that uh, because he's the boss son, uh, that means that he did not come from, uh, he did not start at the bottom, uh, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that he sort of has a head start. He has a very big head start. <laughs> I, I, I know that there are some people who are, of course, like you talk about like the Singapore politician, Lee Sen Long, he is, he has a head start, but he is, I think he, he is, is earned, is well earned position to be the, Prime Minister of Singapore, and then you talk about Joel Austin and all that. Uh, he he she he took over, and then he built it bigger. O'Brien Houston and all those big companies. Uh, but this one is like twenty eight. So 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 I think we have to be very careful. Uh, and uh, I think none of us inherit any businesses from our parents, uh, which is good, which is disadvantage, but which is good. So. Uh, I think this is a good talk, mm. uh, this moment. Anything you guys want to add before we, uh, before listeners uh, listen to our next podcast? Please. I basically want to say, oh, this 30, I think I, I, I felt a lot. So basically tonight, I'm going to go to my Microsoft Word and start typing out like, what do I need to improve on? Uh, I but, know for yeah. me, it's self-discipline, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it's uh, procrastination. Uh. Yeah. I need to 
uh, it's been a long time since I last designed poster, so I need to pick it up until it, it, I reach three hundred sixty-five poster. Okay, what, 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 what do you expect? Like, sorry, uh, what do you expect by three hundred sixty-five? Now, the biggest challenge that you give you that you give yourself. Like, what do you think the reward is? I, I don't have an answer. I'm just asking you. Like, is it more like to improve uh, yourself? Oh, uh, one is to improve my improve myself, and secondly is to you know to really complete what I wanted to, to what I started lah. Yeah. And third is the portfolio. Yeah. Your portfolio to show. Yeah, third is yeah portfolio lah. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that this practice really helps me to improve. You know what we say, quality. <laughs> yeah, improve my yeah, quality yeah. of design yeah. yeah all right so thank you everyone for listening um, this is a very uh, exhaustive chapter so i hope that you guys stay with us hope for a few uh read the book thank you so much goodbye